Hey everyone, Alan Schimmel, DevOps.com here for another DevOps chat. And we have our, one of our reoccurring guests, guests here on DevOps chat joining us today, Ken Cheney, CMO at Chef. Ken, welcome to DevOps chat. Alan, thanks for having me on the show today. Yeah, well, you know, we, we wanted to get you on sooner, Ken, but between you traveling to Japan and Europe and all over and my schedule... It's been hard getting us to be able to get – we're not even in the same room, but at least to get on a computer at the same time together is hard enough. But Yeah, I, well, it's, yeah? It's, it's true. We've, we've both had crazy schedules, but it's, it's great to connect now. And uh, I think we've got a, a couple of interesting things to talk about today. Yep. So let, let's jump right in on that, Ken, and, and let's uh, start off with, I, I guess, where we left off last time, which was that Chef had, had done sort of a community, a survey of the community – with some interesting yes. results, and we wanted to share a little bit about that with the audience. Why don't you kind of give us a, maybe just a 50,000-foot view of it, and then we could dive in? Yeah, sure. You know, I, I think I think that the big takeaway um, from the survey is that it really highlights what we're calling this, this uh, evolution we see businesses going through into becoming uh, continuous enterprises, where where – the impact of, of that digital touch point on their businesses is, is really becoming front and center. And every enterprise out there is trying to move faster um, and become software driven organizations where they build and ship their products faster. They incorporate customer feedback faster. They respond faster. And, um, and you know, when we, when we look at this, this shift, we, we call it the continuous enterprise where software is becoming that competitive currency that enables them to move to move at speed. Um, and, um, and, you know, that concept of speed, it's, it's arguably the, the most critical ingredient in the success of companies today. Um, and, and it's something that's not really all that well understood or quantified. So we w really wanted to help understand the role that IT teams are playing and emerging t technologies are playing in enabling that, that shift to moving quickly, that shift to speed. And to so, continuous. Uh, yeah, and to continuous, exactly, right? It's not just a, a, a single moment in time. It's, it's, it's something that you're doing all the time. Yep. Um, and, it's a, and it's a very much a, a change in behavior um, that, that impacts not just the IT team, but all the way up through the lines of business and, and how even how at, at an executive level, how, how executives think about um, the products and services they're bringing to market. I agree. Um, so... Yeah, so there's some great findings in the report, um, and I'll give you just a few highlights that uh, I think are interesting and, and provide real indicators uh, on uh, what our industry can do and is doing to become more efficient and collaborative. So the first is that uh, cross-functional teams really are, are becoming the fastest, most forward-leaning teams in the enterprise, and the data really underscored this. So um, the data showed that cross-functional teams release changes to production faster than any other team and that they have the ability to, to recover from failures faster than any other team. Um, and, uh, and so from a, from a process perspective, they're just they're more agile, um, they collaborate better, uh, and they get things done faster as the end result. Um, they also adopt technology uh, more widely, uh, new technology more widely. And so we saw with cross-functional teams that they are uh, using containers much more widely. They're re-architecting monolithic apps into microservices at a higher rate, and they're running apps in cloud architectures more than other, other teams. 
and other teams being silo teams, like operations teams, security teams, application teams. Um, so, so you know, teams that operate cross-functionally that have individuals from those various various functions across the business on that cross-functional team, they just generally perform better and adopt technology at at a, at a higher rate. Um, and uh, and we can really connect the success of those cross-functional teams to the implementation of DevOps practices, which means that uh, they are making these cultural and technology changes that are that are really laser focused on how to become high velocity organizations. Mm -hmm. And um, um, so I think that's that's one interesting one that 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 highlight on on cross-functional teams and the importance of that they can have on on the business. The second is that uh, uh, there's growing complexity in IT stacks, and uh, I think you know Andrew Jassy at uh, AWS reInvent earlier this year said that hybrid is the new operating model, and I, I think this survey really sh shines a big light on that, where the majority of users uh, that uh, participate in the survey stated they'll be living in some form of a hybrid operating model for the foreseeable future. And uh, you know the vast majority of them were in some phase of cloud adoption. Ninety-five percent were in some phase of cloud adoption, um, but more than half were still like knee-deep in the migration process. And um, and so all that said, you know even though people are adopting cloud in a big way and they're migrating, um, most of them said that they expect uh, to live in a mixed world for a long time. So so 68% of them said they thought or, or uh, other respondents, 68% said their infrastructure will be cloud-based, which means that um, uh, a good percentage, that 32%, won't be cloud-based. Um, and so, you know, hybrid is kind of going to be the, the reality for a long time to come, which means that that how you manage that mix of legacy, uh, emerging, virtual, physical machines will continue to be something that you have to think about. It's just, it's not going to be just one one cloud that rules them all. It's going to be really, truly uh, the fact that you have to think about a, a management strategy that spans across all of those various workload types. And, um, and uh, you know, what that speaks to is that IT should really be thinking about not, not just the exact technology they should be using, but rather how they as an organization collaborate and work together. What is that workflow um, that they need to support uh, those various those various underlying technologies uh, in a way that allows the organization to collaborate effectively. Excellent. And then, uh, yeah, and then finally, you know, the, the, the findings really demonstrated that compliance and, and velocity are really at odds with each other in the enterprise. So, um, you know, I know this is an area, Alan, that you've been thinking a lot about. Um, I know you're at RSA uh, recently, and you'll be at RSA over in, in uh, Singapore mm -hmm. uh, coming up. And, um, you know, I think, I think there's a reason why there's so much interest in, in what's happening in, in, the, in the DevSecOps space. And, that, and the, the survey really showed that there's a, a very much a, a lack of immaturity um, when it comes to compliance and security and, and DevOps where uh, many of the respondents face a significant burden when it comes to the work uh, enforcing and proving compliance to auditors and, and security and compliance stakeholders. Uh, and uh, you know, two-thirds of respondents had regulatory standards that they had to follow. 73% uh, of them have to wait to assess for compliance after development work has already begun. That's um, and 
Yeah, and even assessing the state of compliance is challenging. 22% of respondents said that they assess uh, compliance inconsistently. 23% don't assess at all. So if you think about 55% of the respondents, or excuse me, 45% of the respondents uh, are, are inconsistent or don't, don't assess compliance at all. And, um, uh, and then their ability to actually remediate is super weak. 15% uh, 50 can actually remediate in hours. The rest of the respondents, it takes them days, weeks, or months to remediate. So, you know, maturity when it comes to, to DevSecOps is very, very, uh, very immature right now. And, um, and you know, what, what I think it shines a light on, and it's something I know you've been talking about, is, is that companies really need to really look at how to bring security into the fold, compliance into the fold when they're when they're looking at their DevOps processes. And and while DevOps teams will will talk about how fast they're moving, uh, there's this huge roadblock that's that's around compliance and security that they're that they're not addressing. Yeah. You know, Ken, if I can, um, I in addition to RSA, I also did a full day workshop, more of a hands-on workshop at InfoSec mm -hmm. World down in Orlando recently. And between that and the RSA, and just in dealing, you know, I come from the security community. Yeah, speaking yeah. to my friends in the community, there's two kind of major uh, obstacles to better DevSecOps, right, at these organizations. That's right. One is kind of counterintuitive, and you may not believe me, but I've seen it. I've seen it expressed in surveys as well, which is as much as the devs and the DevOps bitch and moan about security people being the ones who say no and slowing things down and dragging their heels, they almost count on them to do that because it's a counterweight to how fast they, you know, can go in an unbridled, mm. unregulated kind of environment. And so, you know, it, it's like if they weren't that counterweight to things, what else would go wrong, right? Or do we just find the next bottleneck, you know, using a goal or, or Phoenix Project kind of paradigm? So there is almost like I remember doing a survey, Ken, where, you know, question number three was, you know, what's the biggest drag on you, you know, uh, releasing software faster, and 55% of the people said security. And then the next question was, you know, um, who do you count on? To make, uh, it was something along the effect of, you know, who should be responsible for making sure that, you know, the code is secure and, and, and that you're putting out good stuff there and, or, or, you know, prevent you from going too fast, if you will. And the answer was security. Um, it's kind of, you know, it's a, it's a tough job. Someone's got to do it. The, the other thing, Ken, I, I've seen is that it really depends. If you're talking to a developer crowd and talking to them about DevSecOps, it's about bringing security into the fold and getting them a seat at the table and getting their input shifted left right earlier, getting yeah. compliant quicker. When you speak to That's right. Yep. When you speak to the security folks, they, they kind of split into two cramps. It's the, the control freaks, as I call them. And then it's the, you know, I want to make security everyone's job, folks. Mm -hmm. right? And ultimately, yep. the everyone job, folks, has to win this, Ken, right? Security does have has to be everyone's job. Um, and, oh, and yeah. I mean, yeah. compliance as well. But it is, it's a, it's a, 
man, it's an exciting place right now in that in that world, DevSecOps. Yeah, it really is. You know, we're I, like you. You know, I, I think that comment that 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 security is a governor that that sometimes yes. the DevOps the, the DevOps teams like. Yeah. Um, because it because it gives them a little bit of breathing room. Um, I think that's true. Um, but you know, I, I think you know, I I I I don't I know here at Chef we we pretty pretty much agree with you completely that that um, you know security needs to be everybody's job. And um, and you see that in you know like that open source project we have in spec, where we're treating uh, compliance policy as code and letting people uh, basically encapsulate those those compliance rules that are often in three ring binders into code that can be tested as part of the standard uh, uh, CI/CD pipelines uh, that organizations are running. And so every time you push a change, you're testing the entire stack for for uh, uh, adherence to to policy um, and you know that could be something specific like uh, are you running the right version of SSH or do you have a particular port open or, or something that that uh, that you shouldn't and uh, be able to, to prove to auditors that you're actually conforming but you know that that those those kind of shifts help help remove those roadblocks and and suddenly allow um, developers and uh, DevOps teams to really uh, be able to manage security themselves in a testable, repeatable way, um, where it does shift that burden from from the security team having to be kind of the, the the folks in the in the watchtower all the time to something that that those teams, those DevOps teams, can really participate and be part of the process in a way that that they that they understand, right? Mm -hmm. um, and and so you know we definitely see that shift happening, and um, but but I think you know like the survey showed we're in the very early days of it. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Absolutely. There's yeah. a lot very of early. Hey, Ken, yeah, super I, excited. I to uh, pivot you here a little bit because we, yep. we, we've spent, as always happens, Ken, I think, you know, we maybe we should do these like a day at a time. But uh, we got ChefCon coming up, and I need to save some time to talk about that. So Yeah, we, we do. ChefConf is, uh, is right around the corner, May 22nd to 24th in uh, Austin, Texas. Mm -hmm. uh, at the uh, beautiful JW Marriott Hotel, uh, folks haven't been there. It's a it's a great venue. It just opened up, I think, a couple of years ago. So, yeah. um, and uh, we have a, a really exciting slate of speakers this year. Um, we've got uh, uh, obviously Adam Jacob, who's kind of the 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 one of the main draws for the event. Um, he's always does an, an amazing job speaking um, yes. on a variety of topics from, you know, the future of where technology is going and, and what chef's doing in the market to how teams can better collaborate. Um, and uh, people haven't, they should go see, see one of those videos that are on YouTube about him speaking at one of the prior chef comps. Um, but we also have some, you know, really interesting speakers this year from uh, uh, places like Google. So we've got Kelsey Hightower. Kelsey's who, always uh, great. Yeah, he's great, right? And he, he does a great job talking about uh, where he sees the future of technology going and um, um, and the DevOps community. We also have John Gossman. You know, John is on the on the Linux Foundation, uh, and uh, he is a lead architect for Azure at Microsoft. So, um, you know, John's been uh, uh, someone that I've personally worked with quite a bit over the years, and uh, I think he'll be a, a great speaker. Um, we have some. Um, uh, customers speaking as well. So we've got uh, the SVP and general manager for cloud operations at SAP and NS2. 
speaking. That's Carmen Kruger. Mm -hmm. um, and we're really, really pleased about uh, uh, her. We also have speakers from companies like I mentioned, Rakuten and Westpac uh, and a number of others. So uh, I think Capital One will be there. Um, okay, cool. And uh, so it's, yeah, it's exciting, you know? And I think as usual- Are these speaking now? Oh yeah, Nathan will be Nathan will be speaking. He's always a big draw, um, and uh, he'll be he'll be uh, emceeing the event as well, Great. along with uh, yeah. And, uh, and then in addition, Barry Chris, of course, will be delivering uh, the, the opening keynote. Uh, he's the CEO at Chef. Yeah. And, and, uh, and I have a, Adam is the CTO and co-founder of Chef as well. That's right. That's right. Mm -hmm. So we have an excellent slate of uh, sessions. So. Um, you know, really targeted folks interested about almost any topic right now in the in the kind of IT automation space. So um, uh, we'll be going deep on on Chef, of course, and and uh, Inspec and Habitat, some of these these open source projects, as well as Chef Automate. Mm -hmm. uh, and we spent a lot of time talking about what does it take for organizations to transform into high velocity software driven organizations and and um, uh, looking at that. And then uh, we have a, a long, long list of uh, excellent sponsors that will be um, at the event uh, as well. So, you know, as I mentioned, uh, uh, Microsoft, uh, AWS, VMware, um, AppDynamics, Datadog, mm -hmm. uh, JFrog, and then, and some of our customers actually show up as sponsors because, you know, they look at it as, as, a, as a recruiting opportunity. What better so, place to get chef people? That's right. So you know, Walt Disney, mm -hmm. um, Capital One, a number of these these shops um, show up and and uh, have booths and and uh, participate in the event in a in a very real way. Cool. So Ken, let me put you on the spot here. Can you give yeah. our? Can you give just between us? Can you give our listeners uh, maybe something that's not on the website a surprise? Something to be looking forward to that. You know, may pop up at ChefConf this year. Uh, well, I think there's a couple interesting things going on. One is, you know, we always do a a, a video that's pretty entertaining. Yes. Yeah. Um, and uh, um, and uh, we'll be doing that again. So uh, I know there are some questions about that. Um, and so you're uh, going to leave us hanging? Is, not a clue? Anything? Well, you know, I don't want to divulge too much. I mean, if, well, if you haven't gone to the website, this, this, has, will Ken be making a uh, a uh, an appearance there or no? Oh, I'll be there for sure. No, and, I mean uh, in the video. Be, oh, in the video. No, I'm actually not in the video this year. Um, yeah, I'm not. Can you get I'm a walk-on role, huh? Okay. No, no. A cameo um, or anything? No, no. But it, it's as usual. It's very entertaining. Oh, so I'm sure. Looking forward to looking forward to that, and um, and then we, uh, you know, we, we're going to have a, a really exciting uh, uh, set of keynotes, and and the demo session I think on day one will be will be quite good. Um, it'll it'll really uh, shine a light on on a lot of the work we've been doing over the past nine months. So I'm excited to be able to, to roll that out and show it to everybody. I I hear you. And, and Austin, of course, has just become a great place to do uh, DevOps events, uh, DevOps-related events. Anyway, I, I'm going to. I think I'm yeah, I mean, we really, yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, it's kind of. I I I I, I did a, a article recently for a publication down in Austin. And we, I talked about it as DevOpsin. Yeah, um, where it really is where you know 
Yeah, yeah. You look at the number of events going on this year that are that are kind of in the DevOps realm, and it, it's a long list. Um, so you know what? It's the really become down there. I love I love my Austin DevOps people actually, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, I mean they they've worked hard at it, and they're so. You go to their DevOps days. You go to ChefConf. I was there for DockerCon. You could just feel that the the community is so supportive. We we do a DevOps Connect event there in the fall usually too, and it, it of the thirteen or fourteen that we do around the world, Austin's my favorite one. Yeah, it's just, but, it has a great energy, right? Yeah, all the all but the venues. People, are, they feel like they. I feel like you get a hug when you come in there. Do you know what I mean? It's just that's true. Yeah, good you stuff. really do. Good yeah, stuff. It's quite wonderful. So, absolutely. Um, well, I'd encourage people to register for it. They can go well, to where uh, could they Chef find Com- more? Yeah, they can go to chefcomp.chef.io and um, and they can uh, get registered. They can also learn everything they want about the event at that site. So, got it. All right, um, Ken, we're we're way over time again as usual. So I apologize, yeah. but. I think we better call it a wrap on this one. Um, I don't know if we'll speak to you again before ChefCom for a podcast, but how about immediately after we do a little recap? That would be great. We'll run cool, through man. what we talked about. and Yep. Sounds Let's good. See how it all plays out. All right. Yeah, thanks. Thank thanks, you, Alan, Ken Cheney, CMO, Chef. Thanks for being this uh, week's or this episode's guest on DevOps Chat, and we'll see you again soon. Um, this is Alan yeah. Schimmel for DevOps.com. Thanks for joining us, and we hope to hear or see you or have you join us for another DevOps chat soon. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye.